Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. All right. Hello, fairy tale family, and welcome to Melody Time. What time is it? Tool time. No, Melody Time. <laughs> oh, boy. Another great introduction, <laughs> listeners. Uh, but we are back with Melody Time today, and we have our first returning guest. We're so excited to bring Brie back. So. Ladies and gentlemen, the queen of the package films herself. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is news. Bree is Bree is back. Uh yes, we are still deep deep within the package films. I believe we have one more after this one. We are seeing the seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Although we have enjoyed them overall. Uh this is Disney's fifth package film. Oh, boy. Yes, we have from one, what I looked up. And we have Ichabod and Mr. Toad after this. Yes, and then we get into Cinderella. So. There we go. Finally a princess on this princess <laughs> diaries podcast. Yeah. We've had one so far. Yeah. We had Snow White and then that was it. <laughs> uh Bree, are you excited to be back? Yeah. Uh I didn't do research for this one um because <laughs> I hadn't I was just like, you know what? I don't remember it since I was a kid and haven't heard about it, so let's just see how it goes but this I is one that this I, is one that you enjoyed right you said you mm-hmm, liked the yeah whole lot. there was like the the big three were like um or no not the big three but when i was a kid i remember this one and uh, make my music really back and forth just on and off Ooh. repeat oh boy so make my music we uh you'll hear it because it'll have come out by the time this one comes out but we had a really difficult time it's not on disney plus oh no so we had to piece it together from YouTube, and there are so many different versions. Like, sometimes people would dub them and, like, record another song well, over the animation. So so one we did, and it was in another language. Yeah. And a while through, I went, is this supposed to be in another language? Because it was a very, like, pastoral scene. And then the other one... I think it was the one with the... the that was the one with the story. It was Blue Bayou. Yeah. And then we started listening to... Was it Johnny Fedora? I think so. The hat. Yeah, the, the hat, hat one. And it was. It sounded like someone had decided, I'm going to put on YouTube this cartoon, but I'm going to sing the song. It was very odd. And we, huh. but we were a good ways into it where I go, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. So it was It was an adventure to look up that one. But, um, but yeah, we're excited about Melody Time. Um, and I guess I'll dive in with the synopsis and then we can kind of talk. I know Bree mentioned that this is one you watched a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no memory I guess of it. Sh- yeah, I should share. Uh, Ryan showed me Pecos Bill somewhat recently. Do you remember Pecos Bill in this? I do remember Pecos Bill. Is this- I, I remember. Yeah, go ahead. Is this also the one with Johnny Appleseed, or is that a different one? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I remember a Johnny Appleseed cartoon, so I'm assuming it's this one, but I'll know once I see it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's this one, uh, yeah. But yeah, Pecos Bill, I, ha- I had no memory of, and I don't think I had ever seen it. And we got talking about it before we started recording the podcast, and Ryan was like, oh, well, we need to watch it. So we just watched Pecos Bill, but we did not watch all of Melody Time okay. uh, during that viewing. So uh, it came out in 1948. And the synopsis I have here is a number of animated tales are set to a rousing array of music from the 1940s 
from the likes of Roy Rogers, Ethel Smith, and Francis Langford. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it got an 80%. So. Okay. What's the worst one we found so far? Was it... I have to go back and look. I want to say it may have been Make Mine Music. Yeah. But it, it may have been a different one. I think we had one that was pretty low. So we'll have to start tracking that just next to in our notes and our show notes so i think i made a reference to pecos bill or something and you were kind of like what are you talking about and i'm like oh well we have disney plus yeah. this is before we decided <laughs> to podcast i'm like you got to watch pecos bill like especially if you're gonna live in texas and be call yourself uh, uh uh you know you weren't born in texas but you got here as quick as you could exactly yes. <laughs> um and boy it's interesting. I having gone back and watched all of these, I think it stands up better than some of the other. Doesn't really stand up, especially the Hatfield and McCoy type cartoon from Make Mine Music. But yeah. there is a lot of gunplay in this one, and there is smoking. Well, yeah, there's we'll a lot that. of yeah, there's a lot of controversy, and so I kind of want to look out for it. Yeah, um, you know about the smoking, but with cowboys smoking in this one, it was heavily edited when it came out on DVD. So mm. they actually edited. it the smoking out he smokes a cigarette in several sequences so what i'm curious is i want us to look for where maybe it isn't anymore because they said it results in some odd hand and mouth movements because they <laughs> literally take the cigarette out but keep the animation i think he still had it when we saw but we'll so, see so they may have put it back in i don't know but i know on some of the dvd releases they focused on taking it out but then they also made a comment that jose carioca is in this one as well uh, yeah. he still smokes his cigar i so forgot they he's made, back yeah they they made a, a comment on the trivia i was looking up in the fairy tale facts that uh, even though they edited out all of Pecos Bill smoking, they didn't edit out Jose's cigar. And so I found that interesting, and I was wondering if maybe it's because it's a parrot smoking and <laughs> Bill is a human. Like, I was wondering, like, where they drew the line. Uh, so I kind of just want us to be looking for that. I'm curious what it looks like on the Disney Plus version. Do you think it's there's maybe more of a stigma of cigarette smoking than cigar smoking? That's what I was thinking. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes more sense than mine. But yeah, I, 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 I don't didn't know. Think about I that. do like the idea of because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like he rolls cigarettes and he like throws them into his mouth and he catches them with his lips. And the idea of him doing this weird thing, <laughs> there's nothing. In, like they should have given him a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, something. yeah. So I don't know. And it says in some segments. So I don't know how much was in there. Mm. I also don't know the version that we're gonna watch on Disney Plus. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know how we know if it's edited. I guess if we're not noticing the cigarettes is yeah. how we'd know. <laughs> uh, but the other note I have about this with smoking is this makes it the only Disney film where smoking was edited out in some releases. So hmm. in almost, I, I'm assuming in the rest of their films, if smoking is in there, we know with Pinocchio they didn't edit it out. Well, I've been thinking a lot about Pinocchio, and, and, and at least in Pinocchio at the end of the day, it says smoking is bad. Now, <laughs> I think they're saying smoking is bad for little boys. But it still at least gives a message of yeah. that, where I guess Pecos Bill might look cool while he's smoking. Oh, or... no one looks cooler than Pecos <laughs> Bill, you guys. Pecos Bill. So if so, you two obviously are my friends on Facebook, but you'll notice I've been having Jose Carioca as my Facebook profile. Mm -hmm. And the picture I love is because he looks like he's pointing at whatever I'm saying, and it looks like he's yeah. like so smug about it. Like there it is. Like I don't well, know. Well, actually, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Bree, do you have a particular segment that that is your favorite, or you remember the most from this? Uh, probably. I, I remember Pecos Bill when you mentioned it, but I the one I can pick out is the Johnny Appleseed one, and I don't know why, 
but I remember watching that specific short in like different settings as a kid. So like mm-hmm. they'd show it at like kindergarten or whatever. Um, I don't know for sure that I went to kindergarten, so <laughs> that might be. <laughs> Just you have a memory of being in a class like yeah. that. Um, and then I saw it at home and I don't know so... why particularly that one sticks out. Yeah. Well, the thing... So, you said you didn't do a whole lot of research on this one. Nope. I didn't either because I couldn't find any, like, making of movies or anything. So, I decided to do a little bit of a deep dive. I'm a big fan of these tall tales like mm-hmm. Pecos Bill and Johnny Appleseed. So, I did a deep dive into both of them. And one thing I didn't know, Johnny Appleseed was a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of the rare times that a Disney animated work was based on a historical figure. And so, I have some information on Johnny Appleseed as well. But if you want, do you want to take it away and I'll add... Well, I just thought it was interesting because I think a lot of times with these characters, you find out, like if it's a Disney version of a real character, you find out like Johnny Appleseed uh, plants apples as he goes around America. In real life, he was known as Johnny Apple Throw, and he threw apples (laughs) at the black people in the South. And it's like, whoa, like you find out it's like a horrible story. But as far as I can tell, this guy, you know, it's it's he's definitely not exactly what he is. He used to go around and plant plant nurseries, and he would actually establish small orchards, and then come back a few years later to help them out, okay. as opposed to just you know randomly throwing apple seeds here and there. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I read about him that they don't talk about is the type of apples he made. Since he didn't believe in, I believe some sort of cross pollinating or crafting. Grafting. Yes, is what it's called. And I actually went down a deep dive on what grafting is because I wasn't oh, grafting. exactly sure Grafting's yet. Pretty grafting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, so go ahead, was, you guys. Well, it was super interesting. And Brie, I'm sure you can explain it more because I kind of just like wrote it in layman's terms for me. But basically what they said is he followed his church was very specific. Uh, I forget what denomination it was something. Very, it was called the new church or something like yeah. that. Uh, and so they had a dietary uh, restrictions that he could not use techniques like grafting apples to improve them. Like that was part of it, like improving nature. So he had to grow them from seeds each time. And grafting allows you to reproduce the exact same apple twice. So Mm. like in one apple, you could plant all those apple seeds and get different trees from one apple with those seeds. So you have no guarantee that the apple seeds from the same apple will plant the same tree again. Hmm. So grafting Hmm. lets you be able to have more control over that. And so since his faith had like restrictions on that, they said that um, he actually didn't really sell apples like to make apple pies and stuff because mostly they were small and bitter. So you know what he did with them? (laughs) Yeah. So he made cider instead. And I was reading that in some of the places he went, the cider was more nutritious and safer than the drinking water. That's the whole story of alcohol. Yeah. Is, is you know, <laughs> you have to boil, get the water hot as part of it. So you're taking out all the imperfections and bacteria and, impure, and impurities yeah. in order to do it. That's why, you know, that's why we have alcohol today. Because I think, well, also because it gets you drunk. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Well, and Brie, is that like your understanding of grafting? I like went down a deep dive, oh. but was trying to like describe it in layman's terms a little bit. Uh, the the way that I've seen it um, talked about most in like the little gardening groups I'm in is if you have a plant that um, maybe the fruit of it is the plant that fruit comes from isn't as hardy in your area, you might graft those fruit producing branches onto the trunk of 
a more hardy tree that is compatible. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that those roots are strong, but you get the fruit that you want. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was reading is like, essentially, you know, you're trying to guarantee that you're going to get more of that specific fruit. And when it comes to apples, like the more specific types. There's also like, I don't know if you've seen the stories of people doing like gorilla grafting where they'll go to like the sterile um, male trees planted on like the side of the road in in a city or something and they'll graft like fruit bearing branches so that homeless people have access to food and then the of course the authorities are like no you can't do that (laughs) oh that's interesting though yeah but i i've never done it i wouldn't i wouldn't know how or what the extents are yeah it seems like i mean it might not be a complicated process once you understand it but when i was reading about it i was like oh this is let me l- let me talk to my old man as a, as oh, a yes. agriculture uh major he'll he'll have i'm sure he'll oh, have yeah. some thoughts did yeah. you know him and my mom to make money when they were first starting out they used to go around and cross pollinate corn by hand yeah did you know that i did know oh, okay. that yeah sorry i didn't know if you were asking me or brie i was I like know. i knew that why would but... why would brie know anything i don't know about you tell parents? stories all the time you may have told that story um so one last thing i wanted to say about uh, johnny appleseed was uh the, there's a minor league baseball team in indiana called the fort wayne 10 caps that are named after him and his so i have here too his name was john chapman mm-hmm. so to give his original name i don't know that we mentioned that and if you're listening john chapman we just want to make sure you get credit <laughs> yes uh but also uh he introduced the apple tree into these areas of the country so i wanted to list it illinois indiana ohio ontario pennsylvania and west virginia yeah so those are the areas that Almost he went seven. around uh with apple trees so i found that interesting as well um, do we have anything else on Johnny Appleseed? Well, I have a little fact that I want to see if you guys can guess the okay. other two. Uh, so Pecos Bill, going back to Pecos Bill, is one of the three prominent Disney characters uh, abandoned in the wilderness and raised by animals. Oh, is he? Okay, Name I know the one. other two. Is he the roughest critter west of the Alamo? Yes. Yeah, yes. So I know that song. Yeah. yeah, he's he's one of three. So what are the other two Disney characters that are raised by animals? Mowgli. Tarzan. Mowgli from the Jungle Book, yes. Yeah. I knew I knew we would get Tarzan because we've talked about it. Um, but yeah, so nice nice work, guys. There are only two? That's uh, kind I just of surprising. Thought, yeah, I just thought it was kind of fun that they kind of uh, made that reference and I found it interesting. And Jungle Book is 1967 and Tarzan is 1999. So, hmm. um, so Pecos Bills, as we're talking about him, uh, he was definitely a he was meant to be kind of those legends of like I think they're called the big men. Mm-hmm. You talk about that where it's like Paul Bunyan and, and John oh, Henry. Oh, shoot, and those yeah, type I forgot about Paul Bunyan too. Is there a Paul Bunyan Disney? Uh, I have a I have a trivia fact about that a little later, but I can okay. go into it now if you want. I love Paul Bunyan stories. There was a uh, book I used to check out from the library when I was a kid that was like a Paul Bunyan book, and it was all the stuff like how he made eight million flapjacks and did all this, and like I love that stuff. So uh, I'll share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen when when I just remembered when me and my dad were driving, we took a we took road trips, and one was from San Francisco all the way up to Seattle. And while we were going through Northern California, there was a big Paul Bunyan statue we stopped at. Oh, that's I'll, find, I'll try and find more info on that for the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so I'll share my fact now because you can look out for it when you're going to watch it. But before Johnny Appleseed, 
um, that segment, when it comes on, uh, there are books of lore. And it's Paul Bunyan, mm-hmm. John Henry, and Davy Crockett are all in the spines of the books. Oh, and... you mean my great-great-uncle Davy Crockett, oh, who I have recently uh, established that, yes, in fact, I am related to? Yes. And my dad wasn't full of baloney? Humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> uh, but those three uh, are on these books of lore, and Disney would later make films about all three. So mm. I don't know that they're all animated, but he does go on to make a film about Davy Crockett, John Henry and Paul Bunyan. Davy so. Crockett was live action. So, it was yeah. like a show around the same time as, probably around this time as the uh, early Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, yeah, but as you were asking if Disney did, he did something on all of them mm-hmm. eventually. Well, there so. was a Disney movie in 1995 called Tall Tales with uh, Patrick Swayze as Pecos Bill. And I don't remember who played John Henry. And the other one might have been Paul Bunyan. And it was Oliver Platt. <laughs> It sounds vaguely familiar. And then Chigirl uh, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is Calamity Jane. I do love her. <laughs> it sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like maybe I have seen this, but we'll have to post something about it on the Facebook page, whether the trailer or the movie poster or something. I watched a few things about Pecos Bill. There was another show. Do you guys remember um, Shelley Duvall's uh, Fairy Tale Theater? No. Was she Lamb Chop? No. Shelley Duvall was the mom in The Shining. Oh, completely different person. She Who did am a thing I thinking that was, of? She, you're thinking of Shelly. Sh- Shirley. No, I'm, it's Shelly something. But anyway, yes. But it is Lamb Chop. Um, but Fairy Tale Theater was like they did one where it was uh, the three little pigs and like Rob, uh, Billy Crystal was one of the pigs and Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum was the big bad wolf. It was always like these kind of fairy tale stories that were a little modernized. You have to see something, but she did try another, uh, like a nine episode series where it was uh, Shelley Duvall's Tall Tales, and one of them was Pecos Bill with uh, Rebecca De Mornay as Slewfoot Sue and uh, Steve Gutenberg as Pecos Bill. And I got about five minutes into it before I had to absolutely turn it off because it was <laughs> terrible. Oh. And it started off with like Shelley Duvall in like kind of a cowboy getup, but it looked like Jesse from Toy oh. Story, and she was like. Hey y'all! When I had, when I was a kid, my grandfather had a ranch, and I used to wear get-ups. Well, kind of like this, and I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So I couldn't make it through it, guys. I tried. Sherry Lewis. Sherry Lewis is, is lamb chop. Yes. So, uh, well, I've got another fact that I thought I'd ask some Texans. Oh. Okay. Do you guys know what Pecos Bill is named after? Like where Pecos <laughs> comes from. Where the name, yeah, he was named after a something. <laughs> it's like a river? You are right. It is a river. Do you know where it runs from? No. It runs from New Mexico to Texas. So it's the Pecos River. I'm not going to lie. I love you, but I thought that was going to be a much more interesting reveal. Than it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I mean, I can't help that that's where his name comes from. Uh, I can't control that that revealed, but I don't know that I would have guessed it was a river. I know. I mean, I think it's also like a valley or something, but yeah, it's definitely an area. Yeah. I just don't know that I would have known that. So I'm sorry. uh, Mr. Smarty. All right. Do do we want to cover any of the other ones before we take a dive in? 
I know we're I know I'm excited that Jose Carioca's coming. Yes. yes, and this is this is the third film to team up Donald and Jose. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty pumped. I have found over these package films that I love Donald. Donald is becoming like my new favorite. I love how angry he gets and when he yells <laughs> at the narrator. So I'm really excited to have Donald and Jose back as well. All right, guys. I think it's time for us to uh, pop the old VHS and the VCR and check out Melody Time. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. We are back, listeners. We are back. Uh, we have made it through Melody Time, and uh, we've got some thoughts. We do. Let's let's <laughs> just dive right in because yeah. this is another one that's 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 divided, so we can just go as we as yeah, we think. So it's seven segments, and it opens. Uh, one of the opening credits I loved was Roy Rogers and Trigger, smartest horse in the movies. Yes. So it gives a nod to Trigger, who's in it later. Uh, and I don't think we mentioned this, but the Andrews sisters are also um, somewhat prominent in this. I think they sing a couple songs in this. I know they sing during the toot uh, segment, and they might sing during some other ones as they well. They sing the samba song, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, but it opens with a canvas and paintbrush, and as we are introduced to each segment, the paintbrush kind of tells the story and paints the picture for us uh, mm-hmm. for each segment. And it, op- it paints curtains of the stage and masks that both Bree and Ryan were not thrilled with. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like seeing through his eye holes. I they didn't like seeing through his comedy, mouth hole. They reminded me of the comedy tragedy masks. So I think that's what they were supposed to be. They didn't but it really was just, bother me, but I can understand why they bothered you guys. I don't think those masks bother me, but just them like talking and changing expressions was like, bleh. Yeah. I think it was the colors and the shapes for me. It, it was kind of sickly almost. Yeah, they yeah. were like weird pale shades, different colors yeah. in that way. I don't know what it was, man. All I know is it was weird. <laughs> so then we open to the first segment, Once Upon a Winter Time. Uh, and it's snowing out a window and we see like uh, a picture frame of uh, a man and a woman and then you kind of like go out the window and it's a boy and a girl and a sled like a horse-drawn carriage in the snow. This just looked to me like a 1940s postcard that would be like for the song like just here like sleigh ride is that the name of that song it's like bump 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 yeah. bada dump yeah it just that's what it looked like and it was yeah a, a man and a woman with no nose. Yes, and we were very focused on that. And then also, there are these two rabbits that kind of mimic whatever the humans do, the rabbits are doing. So it's a boy and girl rabbit. And Bree noticed the lipstick on the lady rabbit uh, before any of us, before Ryan and I did. And it bothered me so much throughout the rest of it. To yeah. Just, uh, that that's how they identified the girl rabbit. Bree, was it bugging you? Uh, I mean, it didn't bother me. It, it wasn't the surprise. It was just like, oh, yeah, you got it. Here we go. Here we oh, go, yeah. yeah. I just think it was a weird bright color. It was a the... weird choice, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they go ice skating, and the rabbits follow them. They've got squirrels following them, and they draw hearts in the ice, which that part I kind of liked, the animation of them drawing the like, rabbits, as they're skating. The rabbits' butts back up into the ice, and they're... Yeah, the tails like make hearts in the snow. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he skates away super fast and he comes at her really close. And when he goes to stop, he kicks all the ice basically into her face, which I would have been very, I would have been too. Well, 
uh, I, watch your language. Oh, uh, I, you, uh, you can, uh, <laughs> I would have been upset too. You can use that one instead. Uh, no, we're going to use both. We'll just use our little bleep noise. Yeah. Th- and then she like storms off, but he, he like, they both make fun of like the whole thing of this is the, the, the boys screw up. The women get upset. And the boys, like... And then they make fun of her, like, when she's angry and she keeps falling down, like, she's clumsy. Yeah. And she's not very good at skating. So then she takes off her skates and she tries to walk away on the ice without skates on. And, and her then dress, the boys mope. Yeah, and her dress is all, like, bunched <laughs> up because it's one of those, like, yeah. uh, big, like, bell... Well, it's like four dresses. There's a part where they yeah. all flop down. Yeah. A bell kind well, of it's, dress. It's a. It's probably a dress with a bustle, which we'll learn that bustles play a large part <laughs> yes, in this. In this bustles, a bell. thing I didn't really know what they did until probably the last few years. Yeah. So basically, she like pouts. She pouts rightfully so. She's upset and she like storms off. And at first, he tries to go after her, and then he goes the other way, and he's upset as well. And then. Uh, she, the lady rabbit mimics the woman and is like annoyed with the boy rabbit. And then the boy rabbit notices the sign that says thin ice Mm -hmm. after, I think the lady rabbit bumps into it and the snow comes off, but she's like looking up at the sky, like arms crossed. So yeah, so they see the sign that says thin ice. And then you realize that they're walking out on thin ice. Well, then then the ice breaks and they get swept down river because we find out they were on a river skating. Don't skate on a river. Skate on a pond. And then he tries to grab one of her gloves and the glove unravels. So it's like he tries to grab her hand at one point. She goes under this bridge and he goes to grab it and the whole glove or mitten or whatever she's wearing unravels into yarn. And so he doesn't yeah. get it. And then the horses wind up saving the day from the drawn carriage. The, the like, horses and the bluebirds. like Yeah, they're about to go over a waterfall essentially while she's on this piece of ice that's like going down the river. And then it just shows them they save her, and then they're back in the horse-drawn carriage. Well, they yeah, they they, they are thankful to the men again. Yeah, this and then, one's stupid. And then I'm it sorry. closes, <laughs> and then it closes with us zooming back in on the room, and then the picture frame is the man and the woman, and then the man closes the picture frame, to which kiss I her. think is supposed to seem kind of sexy, like or kind of like but sweet. What, but what it really means is their faces are squished together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, this one could be edited out and I would be fine Oh yeah, I, I was excited yeah. when it first started because I was like, ooh, a little Christmassy one and this will be a fun Christmas song that will add to our collection. No, yeah, no. song wasn't good. The There's there some funny little visual things. This one sucked. <laughs> what did you think, Bree? We kind of heavy handed our opinion. Yeah, well, no, I mean, while we were watching it, I was like, I could take it, take it or leave yeah. it. Um, I didn't. I don't remember that short itself, but watching it, I remembered a lot of the detailed, like, gestural animations, yeah. like, oh, here's them carving into the ice, and here's these shapes that happen, but, geez. I'm, I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to say something, because I had these weird, like, flashbacks feelings during this, and this one in general, and we'll get to it a little more on Pecos Bill, but we talk about, like, as a kid, let your kid watch this stuff, and what's harmful, and what matters, and stuff. I I remember the thing I remember the most from this is is the women kind of being huffy and walking away and the men's reaction yeah. to it and I remember the whole I remember when when in later with with Pe- Pecos Bill where Widowmakers like oh women ruin everything that was stuff I said all the time as a kid as a joke and I think it's from watching these stupid cartoons like yeah I, I I'm I think a better person now than I was when I was you know a young boy but like. 
this is the stuff that sticks with me is the joke oh women ruin everything and now i say women, it like am a, i right like yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. a joke to me because it's not true and it's kind of making fun of this but like imagine other kids watching this kind of thing and being like oh i can make fun of them but then if i mope away it'll all turn out you know like there's a lesson to be had here and i didn't like it yeah i didn't like it either <laughs> So well, yeah, and it there was a lot of like when when the female rabbit like they're in the snow, they've fallen, and then she kicks him in the butt, and it's very obvious to him that he's like, "What did I do?" Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that whole, "All right, we're gonna depict women as oh they're angry at you, but you'll never know why." Yeah, and they're just being crazy. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a yeah. fan of that. So that was the so, so three <laughs> thumbs down for the winter time. I one. would say so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so then we go to Bumble Buggy, and this one was one of the facts I had that I wanted to save. This was originally, uh, it's the Flight of the Bumblebee, but it's a jazz version of the Flight of the Bumblebee. So it's based off of that classical piece, and it was supposed to be used in Fantasia. It was another one that was was the made jazz for version supposed to use in Fantasia, or just or just Flight of the Bumblebee? Or do you know? No, this short. I'm pretty oh, okay. Sure. Like Let this me... was one they probably look back probably one of the I have ones music is a swing jazz version of flight of the bumblebee this was another musical piece originally planned for fantasia so maybe the animation it wasn't probably done didn't yet. make the cut well yeah. we talked in the fantasia one i don't know if you actually listened to uh, uh the show brie yeah but um <laughs> they, they were it's talking okay about if you don't yeah who cares <laughs> Um, no, no, I've seen, I've heard the ones that you've put out so far. Right, but remember, I think we talked about this in the Fantasia one about like every six months to a year they wanted to like fold out certain ones and bring in new ones. This could have been one they mm-hmm. they had earmarked. Yeah, for that. but it was originally um, marked for Fantasia, so I actually really like this one. But it very much had a pink elephant uh, style to it. But it's basically a bug flying through flowers and he kind of gets in a panic and he gets angry because all these instruments both actual instruments and instruments drawn like flowers and nature and a caterpillar and and a caterpillar and then the piano keys turn from a caterpillar to a cobra uh and they're kind of all like coming after him a little bit and so it's this whole sequence of that i like these things they do where it's like an abstract thing but they add like a foothold of reality by having a character that doesn't change and reacts to all the weird stuff happening. They do this in a couple mm-hmm. things, I think. Yeah. Like originally when they did them in Fantasia, they just had some abstract scenes that were kind of interesting, but these are cool. Cause it's kind of like, he's like you, the audience are going, Oh, this is really cool and abstract. And it's, but it's also dealing with the bumblebees. Like what is going on? And I think Brie at one point you said, all he wants to do is pollinate. Yeah. Yeah. He's just trying to live his life, but I liked this one. I thought it was, I, I thought it was fun. Bree, what did you think? I I thought it was sorry. I think, like, if it were put up as is with other stuff that maybe was included in Fantasia, it seemed a little... I don't know if less fleshed out is the word, but it didn't seem as extravagant. It didn't seem as detailed. Uh, I remember very simple things from this, like the falling keys and stuff, Mm -hmm. but... I, uh, I, I love this one. I really, really liked. Now I, I think part of it, you're right. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot to it, but I don't think it overstayed its welcome. Um, and I, yeah, it was short. It yeah. Was, and it was I, a quick little piece. I really liked this arrangement of fly to the bumblebee. Like I, yeah. I went yeah. into this thing thinking that something from Pecos bill would be my choice for the favorite song on, on the Spotify playlist playlists we're making, but this may make it for me. I really like this, yeah. this arrangement is the movie. Well, listeners, as you know, I'll have several songs yeah. for each one, so I can't narrow it down. <laughs> It'll be easier to narrow down the ones she doesn't pick. Yes. 
Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so number three is uh, Johnny Appleseed, the old settler Johnny Appleseed and Johnny the Angel, uh, is kind of how it's introduced. And once I, as soon as I saw the animation of Johnny Appleseed, this is one I'd know, and I've seen it just as a short on its own. So probably on the Disney Channel or something. I'm sure I saw it when I was a kid, and it was just like its own thing. Similar to when we talk about Casey at the Bat. I think I've seen that separate from... I don't know that I've ever seen this one on its own. Now, now going back to everything I say every time about DTV and Disney Channel, I have a very strong (laughs) memory of wanting to see this one start to end, but like for some reason it just never aired, or they'd air scenes of Johnny Appleseed um, on DTV things. Yeah. Or piecemeal somewhere else. Because I distinctly remember wanting to see it because like i said earlier i like folklore i like american Mm -hmm. like tall tales and stuff like that and i felt like i could never get a hold of this one um i am curious why they didn't show it as much as pecos bill i remember as a kid on disney channel i wonder if it has anything to do with the kind of overtly christian um, it's interesting because i remember seeing this one on disney channel so i remember watching it and i've never seen pecos bill so I don't know if they would change maybe. it because you lived in Texas. <laughs> yeah, That's like a weird that thing, but maybe they would change the program. Like they just they know. just had a section that was like <laughs> insert local cartoon here. <laughs> yeah. Or we're a couple years apart, so maybe they like switched it in the time. Maybe they found God between me and you. That's not what I meant. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it kind of opens uh, and I like that they paid tribute to the to the actual person. Um, to John Chapman, they say in memory of John Chapman and they give his years, uh, 1774 to 1845 and that he was a pioneer. So they do, uh, do a dedication at the beginning. And which seems like a long life for someone who walked around barefoot planting. I know. I don't think he didn't walk around barefoot, but he does in the cartoon. Uh, but yeah, we open up on an apple blossom sky and orchard and this immediately, uh, for any of my Shenandoah university listeners out there, uh, (laughs) where I went to school, Shenandoah, (laughs) uh, Ryan had to get very far back on the mic and I'm sure that was still very loud. Uh, but, uh, we lived in essentially apple country. We were in Winchester, Virginia, and we had an apple blossom festival every year where we celebrated the apple blossoms and the white house apple factory was also in Winchester. So if you drove by it when they were producing, it smelled like applesauce and like apple cider, like as you're driving by. Um, So yeah, seeing the apple blossoms got me very nostalgic for that time of year and thinking about seeing the apple trees in bloom. And they are really beautiful in the pink and the white when the blossoms are in bloom. And that's kind of what we see in the animation, which I really like the way they animate it, all of that. Uh, But it starts out with uh, Johnny picking apples and the song that's pretty much throughout it, The Lord is Good to Me. And kind of mm-hmm. that song that, you know, he's providing for Johnny. And... Excuse the audio cameo from our dog. <laughs> yes. So it kind of goes into that. And then he sees uh, wagoners who are traveling west. And he starts dreaming about wanting to go west. Can we talk real quick about that Lord is Good to Me song? Yeah. Do either of you guys remember the, the grasshopper and the ant cartoon where the ants are working and the grasshopper's yes. like, the world owes me a living. Mm-hmm. I kept feeling like it was about to go into this because he's like, the Lord is good to me. Like it's, it's just a similar, similar melody. I just that's yeah. what I kept thinking. Uh, so yeah, so he dreams about going west, and then he's like, you know, I'm not strong, and I don't have any skills, and I don't know what I would do. And then his guardian angel appears, who is a very much a frontiersman, and who's much taller than Johnny Appleseed is. 
I love this guy. This is the best angel I've ever seen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and he just, starts talking. This old crotchety just... angel. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, it like, was everything Johnny had ever expected in a guardian. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's, he's, and he's oh, eating an apple when he appears yes. too. And I'd never seen a guardian angel who wasn't like, oh, my child, you're so much smarter than you think you are. He was like, Dick never Johnny. Like he was yeah. mad. And he didn't have a halo over his head. Like yeah, a lot a of times. Hat. Yeah. And so he talks about all the things you can make with apples, encouraging them to go west. And that's where my trivia fact was like, Johnny Appleseed technically wouldn't have been able to make apple pies and different things. But it still was <laughs> because of the kind of apples he was growing. But it still was a really fun kind of sequence to be like, just go west and plant trees. Like, give the apple trees to everybody who's living out west. And I want to talk about that a little bit. It's kind of the whole idea of, of this thing. And I really, really like this one. Because there was this thing of he saw all these frontiersmen who were strong, who could hunt, who could do all these things. And this thing turned out to be like, whereas Pecos Bill is very much like an examination of toxic masculinity. Yeah. This one was like, (laughs) you're smart. You have faith. You have courage. You've got a good heart. Like, you think of others. And, like, you just want to, like, do what you know how to do. And you're giving a gift to others as you're planting the apple trees. Not to, like spoil it but the end is like look what you've done like you've done you've had such an impact just you know finding your lane and like really pushing at it hard like yeah. whereas you know pecos bill was a made-up person that like did all these things and it's like johnny appleseed really did this stuff yeah well and the other the part i like is as we follow johnny so he goes off barefoot uh, and he goes to the great unknown and he's walking and all of a sudden he starts tilling soil. He starts mm-hmm. like getting the land ready and there's to make all, an orchard. Yeah, all these critters around varmints as they're called. Uh, <laughs> in this one and varmints in Pecos Bill too, they refer to the animals as varmints. But uh, they start seeing them and they're not sure what to make of them and they don't know if he's going to hurt them or harm them. And, you know, there's a menacing bear, but Johnny's not paying attention. Like, he's, like, oblivious to the fact that all these critters are around. And then the black and white cat comes out. Yeah, they send and... the strongest of their their, their greatest <laughs> warrior out to... Yes, the black and white cat, <laughs> otherwise known as the skunk. Uh, and so the animals think they're going to scare... It's going to scare Johnny away and because of, like, the smell and all these things. And then Johnny, like, is so sweet to the skunk and pets the skunk and is, like, rubbing his belly... And the line I love here is, he was the very first to come with no knife or no gun. Yeah. I just love that whole sentiment of like, you know, because we talk about in Bambi how man is the villain. Uh, And I guess there could be something to be said that Johnny's not asking to plant. He's just planting these trees wherever. But at the same time, he's not coming violently into the land. He's just planting and then kind of on his way like mm-hmm. he's not coming to hurt the animals or, or or do anything like it's not out of cruelty i guess what do you think Bree? about it in general or about just that one bit well i know if uh, we talk a little <laughs> bit about he is coming in and planting on land that's not his that's not and... his yeah i mean there yeah. are some things and we see that a little bit later here um it very much romanticizes the settlement of the West when, without mentioning, like, yeah, people were kind of already there, and um, yeah, yeah, they're pushing back the forest, well, like, yeah. There's especially that scene where they go, and then they used to have parties where everyone was invited. <laughs> it brought and it, all yes. sorts of folks together. And there were these Native American, which I yeah. think for a 1940s film was like a good attempt to be like. 
you know, considering later they have Pecos, Ch- Pecos Bill chasing Native Americans oh, and shooting geez, at them. Yeah. And this one was like, come to our party and dance. Yeah, and it says, ma- and we made the and they made them good neighbors. Now, I don't Whether know if that Whether or not happened. that was true. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, we all of us in, in, in uh, watching it immediately went, that's not how this happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it got us thinking more. I think, Bree, you had mentioned it briefly before this scene came up. But about thinking, like, he does just go along and plant on land that isn't his. I mean, I, the romanticized version of like, it's always me being like, well, he's doing it from a good place, but he is kind of oblivious to what maybe he, he did in the end. Again, we're overanalyzing it, but yeah, I, I don't know from, I didn't really dive into this guy, but like, it seems like it comes from a good place. Like an apple tree isn't a super invasive species. It's also something that like, is useful today you know it's it's, it's not... giving back to the person like the person who has the apple tree in their yard then has apples yeah kind of a thing i think of the examples we have in this collection of films this is still a really good example of like a a tale or legend of a man that's become greater and has become this like fable yeah because yeah. it is very like oh this is this is a beautiful thing about the world that this man did. Like, apple trees are beautiful. The blossoms, the clouds look like the blossoms in the sky. Yeah. And it was and one man who traveled selfishly and did this, and his legend will live on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, of, of all the, like, legendary figures, you know, Paul Bunyan and, and those sort of things, oh, yeah, this guy no, is I flat think... out, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. We also noticed that the chipmunks looked a little reminiscent of Chippendale. So I looked it up. <laughs> Chippendale oh. uh, was 1943 is the first time they appeared in a Disney cartoon. Okay. And it was called Private Pluto. So it was a Pluto cartoon. So they had a, this is 1948, I think I said. Well, Chippendale, I think so. Chippendale also famously show up in a one with yeah. Donald Duck where he's trying to trim an apple tree. Oh, Do you remember that funny. one? Uh, I don't. Know. I don't I'll have to find funny. it. We'll we'll put it up. It's one of the ones I remember because they do the whole Apple Core, Baltimore. Who's your friend? And then you throw an apple at him. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? No. If you're a hundred years <laughs> no. old, get back to me. Yeah, but yeah, 1943 <laughs> seems to be when Chip and Dale came on the scene uh, for animation and Disney, from what I looked up. Mm-hmm. But so then we kind of fast forward when uh, we see them all like dancing together and being good neighbors. Johnny's now got a long a long beard, and he takes his a pot off his head and he has a very oddly shaped head very quick uh but then uh it goes to him being uh very old so now he's got a very long white beard and he's got all his critters around him and he's sitting and like taking a nap by the apple tree and we realize that he's maybe not so much taking a nap uh because the guardian angel appears and uh johnny kind of floats above his body and uh he's now an angel and i liked the way his guardian angel was like well that's just your husk my husk yeah and then he starts freaking out because he realizes what's happening and the guardian angel's like well we really need your help because we don't have apple trees where we're going uh and so i love that word choice yeah and and so yeah they never really identify it as heaven or anything like that but just like where we're headed like we could use your help he's carrying a bible well, yes, but I'm just saying they don't, they don't like specify. They more so just say like, if you look up in the clouds and as Brie mentioned before, like the clouds looking like the orchards and that kind of a thing. Guys, I think I'm going to have some cider later today to celebrate Johnny Appleseed, so, yeah, how much I, I like this one. I think that's a good idea. I really liked this one a lot too. I think there was, 
one or two like slightly problematic moments, but I think it's handled much better than how Native mm-hmm. Americans are handled in Pecos Bill. <laughs> in 40 minutes well, from now. <laughs> yeah, in 40 yeah. minutes from now. So, yeah, I don't know, Bree, what were your thoughts on this one? I liked it. Um, I didn't really have so much memory of what happened in the Johnny Appleseed story, uh, other than just, yes, I know I've seen this short multiple times. Um, and it was really, like... If, if I can stop trying to, like, analyze it, I'm like, this is a really nice yeah. little, like, legend of yeah. someone who became kind of like a, not not like a god, but just like a, a myth or not even, jeez, my words. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was really nice. It was. It was heartwarming, I felt. Like, it, yeah, yeah it, it made me kind of. It made me feel good about humanity. Someone, like, was, not to, like, take it there, but, like, he's just, he's trying to give back in the way he knows how, and the way he knows how his is His good trees. nature pays off. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, the next one we have is Little Toot, which I believe is probably, am I right, is the biggest, yes. the, the biggest yeah. roller coaster of, uh, of so a wild. movie saw. Uh, and interesting enough, this was the other fact that I wanted to save, the other fairy tale fact uh, that I had. That I wanted to save till after we watched it. This is actually an adaptation of a popular children's story of the same name. I saw that at the beginning that someone else had a different story credit for this one specifically. Yeah, so so 1939 was was when that story came out. Now, I don't know. um, It was based off the story, but I don't know. I'm sure they may have taken liberties. I don't know how true to the original story it is. Uh, But this one really gives us, like, a lot. There's a lot going on with this one. <laughs> but essentially, it's a little, little toot is a tugboat. And he's cute and he's Son chugging of along. Toot. <laughs> yeah. He's chugging along without a care in the world. And we kind of learn that he just gets into mischief and trouble because he's just playing uh, when he should be working. And he winds up uh, flipping over Big Toot at one point. And Big Toot, like, is drowning in the water and he just wants him to grow up and he has no fun. You know, I'm kind of like going through that beginning because it's a lot of like shenanigans with little two. And so then we see a cop tugboat and little two is really nervous and afraid of the cop tugboat. And then he's helping his dad again. And they have like an ocean liner, a very big ship and they start spinning it in circles. He's, he's trying too hard. He's, he's just like shoving it as fast as he can. He's not really trying to do his job. He's like, I can do this. Yeah. And so it starts spinning in circles and And the next shot, the greatest disaster in that town's history (laughs) as the ocean liner is pushed ashore. Well, three blocks deep. (laughs) And I think it's supposed to be New York city. Cause at the end we see the statue of Liberty. So I'm pretty sure like the boat was like up in the harbor somewhere um into the cityscape big toot was on top of a building yeah on top of a skyscraper and then uh there are two cop tugboats that have little toot chained and they basically exile him steve buscemi and con air they're bringing him out and he's like the marietta (laughs) that's what it looks like it looks like they're like we have to have two people on him at each time. He's a dead. He's a he's a horrible. Right? Yeah, convict. like he's such a danger. And so they bring him out, and he's crying and like really sad. And they basically exile him. And then we see that Big Toot has been demoted and is pulling the garbage barge, and he's like got garbage on him and, and like, looks a hot mess. Yeah. And so basically, Little Toot's been banished out to sea. I think Bree said banished, and it's like the perfect word. Yeah. Where do you think happens. he was banished to? Well, Ryan made a comment saying he was banished to New Jersey, but it was open water. I saw no land there, so it could have been anywhere. I mean, 
could have just been. There was a lighthouse. There was a lighthouse. There's there a Barnegat. That's what they said. <laughs> That's a pretty far, yeah, that is pretty far to banish but him out there. But he's, he must be near land because there's the buoys, the most... The horrifying boo yeah that's what i was just gonna say next they shouted right? bad boy yeah. and bad shame boy shame it's the, the nun it's, from game of thrones yes with a with a bell and everything yeah and they like even looked scary like the way that they animated their faces of these buoys floating and kind of like a foggy like open water and the way they were talking with the music it was very like like a horror movie yeah, that kind it of took a real disconnected turn. yeah Bree brought up she's like how did this not mess me up <laughs> yeah watch this yeah, yeah this one, seeing this as a kid this one took a turn and then there's a big storm and uh little toot sees a rocket flare and so he knows the ship's in distress and then you start hearing the sos so little toot immediately tries to go out to it and then it kind of goes back to where all the other tugboats are closer to the city and they hear the SOS. So everyone's trying out to go save the ship uh, and all the other tugboats are getting like tidal waves over them and having a hard time. And we see little toot and he's trying to pull the ship and then he gets struck by lightning. And then that's what gives him like the extra energy to pull the ship, which I was like, I was kind of an intense way to like give him a little bit more pep in his step. But, uh, Hold they, up for one sec. I just sent you something, Bree. In a little while, I'm going to need you to pronounce it for us. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. So, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, so there. I'm talking about when they struck, when he gets struck by lightning, and that's mm-hmm. how he gets to pull the boat, and how that was kind of a little intense mm-hmm. of him to do that. But uh, he winds up pulling the ship and starts really moving, and then that's when we see him come back to the city, and you see the Statue of Liberty. So that's how it kind of identifies it as New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's cheering for Little Toot. So that's kind of like my synopsis of it. I don't know if I left anything out. It was a lot. Like, uh, it took a lot of turns. Well, I think I think, uh, I think, think the important thing that all of us need to remember from this uh, cartoon is that no matter who you are or what you're doing, there's deep within you is a Little Toot maybe wanting to be a Big Toot. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for those w- words of wisdom. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Bree. What were your thoughts on this one? I I was kind of put off by the relationship of Little Toot and his dad. Yeah. It was very much like bring your kid to work day, but you you know Yell your kid the whole time. Just yeah, like it, it. He it didn't seem like the little boat was supposed to be working. He was pulling little paper boats. He was just like, oh, I'm with my dad. I'm having fun, and his dad's just like no <laughs> won't you grow up and it's like why'd you even bring him buddy like yeah and, and then he's afraid of his dad yeah after he gets like ah it was real weird i agree and i also think like the way um you know he was just being a kid and just playing in the water and it just seems like they wanted him it, like real life like came pretty strongly in this one in this story of like you have to grow up and get a job and like stop misbehaving kind of a thing and it just it was a little intense i think for my for for me i could take it or leave it yeah i i'm <laughs> fine to leave it to be honest yeah so the next one tara is gonna have to tell us all about because i ryan zoned out and i saw him over there on his phone and i was like you're not paying attention to this one at all there are there are Two notes I have that at the beginning. This one's is, is trees, trees, and it's based off the poem. Which it's based off of a poem, and then they did picture and melody is how they described it, which again reminds me of something you'd see in Fantasia. 
And it was, I thought the first picture they did where it was just like three or four colors to do a tree was really lovely. And then they had these twinkly lights and then I just stopped caring. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I don't have a lot on this one, but it is, it's essentially, it says it's a simple tribute to a tree and that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's not mm-hmm. very long. It is simple. Um, I do like they they show like a very big tall tree at one point and they show squirrels running down and you kind of go through the seasons and the different kinds of weather and what I really liked about it was how a tree can be shelter for so many. I think that's what I got out of it was you're seeing all these different animals take shelter and using the tree in different ways uh, and how a tree is like weathering all storms kind of a thing. Uh, and the only other note I have is the way they did the raindrops on a spider web looked really pretty. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't have much either. Bree, I don't know if you had anything on this one. Yeah, a little. I know it, it seemed a little plain for the most part, but there were little bits like the raindrops where it was like, that's beautiful. Yes, you know, I even, agree. even when this came out, like, wow, that's good animation. Um, I, as far as the art of trees go. I love drawing trees. Like that's, that's my warm up. I'll, if I want to calm down, I'll just draw a tree. You can do whatever the heck you want with trees when yeah. you draw them. And I, I get that they're kind of celebrating the art of trees, but it was kind of boring. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty boring. Yeah. Like there were, you know, I felt like I could pull a couple things out of it, but it's not yeah. one I would rewatch. Yeah. And Ryan, I don't even think, saw the raindrops. I think he was so zoned out on his phone. I don't know that he even, like... But I agree with you, Bree. I really like the raindrops. And they did a reflection in one of the raindrops at one Mm -hmm. point, which I thought was kind of cool. Like the silhouette of the tree, I think. I can't remember exactly, but... Yeah, it was like that fisheye kind of perspective Mm -hmm. looking through the drop. Yeah. Uh, But next, listeners comes the next oh. one that ryan just was waiting for this whole time blame it on the samba now jose is he started back. like cheering yeah. when it came on yes jose is back but donald doesn't have any back. lines so donald what? doesn't have any lines either Donald doesn't have any lines either and the weirdo bird which i've been dubbing the weirdo bird because we can never say his name but we've got her now yes Brie. well <laughs> so i've looked this up and it doesn't seem to be like a real bird it just says it's not. a wacky south american bird of an undetermined species <laughs> like okay and so all the pronunciations i'm seeing are saying it's pronounced eriquan and i'm like let's well, go with it that doesn't sound well, it's, spanish or portuguese to me but sure it's a yeah. made up like it is a made up yeah. disney yeah. made it up so but i yeah. but in the other two in three caballeros and saludos amigos i refer to it as the weirdo bird and so that we were going to keep it but he had such more personality like way more personality and uh was such a integral part of this segment that i was like we need to say his name this time because uh he so, was a big influence in this one the segment is essentially jose and donald are blue like i actually really like literally that. yeah they're the cut they are sad and they're animated they're in mo- shades of they're, blue. they're pretty monotone yeah. like they're one they're different shades of blue and they happen upon this restaurant which is actually just a menu that opens into a restaurant yeah it's like a little cafe and the araquan starts like trying to cheer them up and mixing them drink but you know he's, he's not mixing drinks instruments he's playing instruments them, at yeah. them. and every time he does they change a color until they're back to their original color mm-hmm. and then jose has such a specific dance where he does this i'm gonna start dancing like this on the dance floor oh my goodness you have like one arm out and the other arm's yeah. on your chest he's like ah, <laughs> yeah yeah and they're playing this song yeah. that's 
Blame It on the Samba, which is a pretty Caucasian-sounding version of a Samba song, however. Um, it had a, a kind of a fun rhythm to it, but yeah. And so then, uh, the what's the Weirdo Bird's name again? You can call him the Weirdo Bird. Uh, he... <laughs> no offense, but I feel like every time, like, you... What, what was it? Uh, Falline? <laughs> Where the whole time yeah. it was like, every time you said Falline and Bambi, there was like a three-second pause. I want to get it right. Uh, but Araquan. anyway... So, Iroquois? That's a Native American tribe. Uh, er, uh, well, they also call it a, um, shoot, a guy go back. A weirdo the bird. I think the weirdo clown bird. Clown of the jungle. The clown of what? The clown of the jungle. Clown of the jungle. All right. So, okay, I'm not far off then. Uh, so, anyway, he starts making a drink. He starts making a cocktail with all these different instruments. Yeah, he's like. He put a little tambourine and a kabasa in this, and he puts it in a big shaker. And, and it's going along to the words. Like, she's kind of like, mix a little of this. Yeah. You know, it's, and so it wasn't then, the song at all. Whatever I just sung was not, not the, song the song at all. At all but, that's <laughs> but then the bird dives into the drink, and now Donald and Jose, everyone is in this giant like snifter glass. It looks like what you used to keep your betta fish in before we knew each other. Yes. Little Poseidon. Yeah. So it's like this giant uh, brandy brandy glass. glass, and they all are in it, and there's bubbles and all these colors, and they're dancing with with uh, Ethel Smith. Ethel Smith, who is playing the organ who is killing it on the organ yeah yeah so good and then donald and jose are so adorable they're dancing and they're in the bubbles and then we get a little nervous because donald's (laughs) Ah. history with women especially in three caballeros is not great they go under the organ and And donald's under there you see her legs her legs and her feet and it's like you know legs probably in pantyhose with like uh, heels. heels. Yeah. It just looks like, and I'm like, oh God, what's Donald going to do? I'm getting real yeah. nervous. He's going to be like, hey, toots, look at I those legs. I was like, or he's going to touch her leg or something weird's going to happen. And the weirdo bird hits her leg as if he's trying to get her to do a reflex. And then she kicks Donald. Yeah. Right? That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, so it winds up, listeners, Donald is totally good at yeah. this one. He is not a creeper at all. He's had a cold the shower. The other right bird, between. though. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's not a creeper. He's more like more playing shenanigans. It I feels think, like Bugs but, Bunny to yeah. me, where he like he lights her foot on fire and yeah. sticks a dynamite under there. But that goes into the next part. So the next segment is basically a very pink elephant segment, and then we go back to the organ, and then that's when the bird sets yeah. it on fire with the dynamite. Well, there's a cool. There's two cool scenes with the, with uh, live action and animation. Yes. There's one where the bird puts his hands over her eyes and then takes his hands out of the gloves, and the gloves stay on her eyes. And she moves around, and the gloves move around with her as she's looking mm-hmm. around, which is pretty big deal for them. The other one, which is probably easier, but is just cool artistically, is after the organ explodes, um, the like it's coming back together, and she's playing it, but she's playing it like as it's coming back together. And I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. So what did you guys think of this one? I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It added some humor and. A little bit of lightheartedness, and it was fun to see these characters again. I, you, yeah. you know me, I love me a uh, some Jose Carioca. Yeah, Bree, did you like this one? I liked it, but I didn't love it. Mm. I I wish I wish Donald and Jose did some more um, talking. I I was uncomfortable with the shenanigans with the woman. I was like, oh, she 
lighting her feet on fire, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Brie's no, coming yeah. out against dynamite <laughs> violence against women musicians. Well, Brie, right? then you probably don't want to watch Three Caballeros. Holy You can Moses. just listen to our episode when it comes oh, out geez. because, yeah, Donald is a hot mess in that one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, then um, we're at the last segment already. Heck yeah. And it is oh, Pecos Bill. So uh, we start out with the narrator saying we're going to sashay into it kind of gentle-like, <laughs> talking about like going into this story. And uh, it opens on a desert landscape, and you've got turtles and tumbleweeds and cacti. All animated. All animated, and quails moving around, kind of like it's nighttime in the desert, and then it goes to live action. And it's a campsite, and you've got Roy Rogers, and he's doing a lasso when they zoom in on him. That Roy wasn't doing it; it was the kid. Oh, it was the kid. I thought it was Roy. I think doing it was it. the kid because uh, I was noticing it looks like a, a fa- not a fake lasso, but it looked like he had a hinge up here. So he's he's not doing it. It's oh, like yeah. interesting. But yeah, so we we kind of zoom in on them, and it's Roy Rogers, and his very famous horse Trigger is in it. And Ryan noticed that the little girl looked very familiar. It's Luanna Patton from Fun and Fancy Free. But I also have some information huh. about Bobby Driscoll, the the boy who was with him. His who little was boy, next little to girl. the little girl. Oh, yeah. that's Peter Pan. Oh. Before, he, before you know, however oh, many wow. years later, that's Peter Pan. That's interesting. So, yeah, they're asking about a story and, you know, what is that howling? They hear a howling in the distance and... Uh, they start going into the story of Pecos Bill and, like, why the coyotes howl, essentially. And uh, we open up with completely surrounded by the wilderness uh, is Texas. And they mm-hmm. draw the map. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They and say, it's like, yeah. yeah, and Texas is surrounded by wilderness, the te- other states. And Texas on the map is much bigger is than it is so in real huge. life. It's, like, almost all of the United States. It's a, it's a map of the United States as drawn by a Texan. Yes. It took over Florida, so they had to draw another Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, then we we open up on a scene of a of a kind of covered wagon, and it's like 16 brats and ma and pa and four hound dogs and cats and like this whole giant family, and they hit a bump, and Pecos Bill falls out as a baby, essentially. And so Near the Pecos River. Yes. And so <laughs> uh, they say he's homeless as a poker chip. There were a lot of little one-liners in this one. Yeah. Uh, so a coyote, a lady coyote, and Brie made, either Brie or Ryan or both of you made the point of, like, you can tell that that's a mama coyote without putting lipstick on her. Yep. And, like, they they did a better job with that. Uh, and so he he's, grows up. He's ra- he, he sneaks in with her litter. Yes. And then... What they say he bellies up to the bar. He does. He pulls. He, he pulls one away. But so they he have can a. Get in. They have a. Yeah, term. to get into to yeah. nurse. But it's like belly up to the bar, or like the bar is open, or something, something like that. He pulled that coyote away so hard he like smashed him into oblivion. That is true. Yeah, that other poor coyote <laughs> may may not be yeah. hearing so well. Uh, but yeah, so he grows up around <laughs> the coyote pack, and then he studies other varmints. So varmints is mentioned again. So he's like following other animals. He outlopes the antelope. Yeah. He outjumped the jackrabbit. Yep. Uh, and so then we see this sad horse that is like on his last leg, and all these buzzards are circling, and they the look usual committee. Yeah. Was there <laughs> that day? I love that part. 
And they reminded uh, Ryan and I of the buzzards in Snow White that are just excited that something's about to die. They don't much care what it is. But. Tara is never as excited uh, when I sing as I am when she sings. I just want to point out, even though. What are you talking about? <laughs> I get excited. I'm just saying, and you look like you're I'm... so ready to get onto the next subject. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to react. Like, yay, Ryan, you sang. Like, what am I supposed Yes, to... <laughs> I think you just nailed it. <laughs> If a little kid do it, you'd be going, yay! When I do it, no one gives a... Well, Ryan, it was beautiful. Thank you, there Bree! You go. Yeah, Bree didn't have to have any encouragement to say that, right? That was all all Bree. I'll, I'll get you your money later. Uh-huh. So, yeah, basically the vultures remind us of Snow White, and they're just waiting for something to die. Yes. And uh, Bill comes to the rescue and saves Widowmaker. Yeah, 50 against one isn't fair, but one plus Bill just ought to square it or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, and I like that when they come out of the fight, they both have a black eye. I love... I thought that was kind of Yeah, funny. I love and, after that they're, like, in love. Yeah, they're, like, rooting, tooting. <laughs> they're kissing uh, on the mouth and everything. Yeah, they flat... Yeah, I like that he's just like, I love you. Like, just like kids. Just yeah. like, you're my favorite You're my bud. Pet. Yeah, and then we see how Pecos get, is very gun-happy. Yes, then he <laughs> becomes a cowboy. Well, anytime spins, he's happy, he's shooting his gun off. And basically. he's happy for a lot of this. Yeah. So he's coming into town, and I, I also like when they yodel. Him and Widowmaker yodel at some point. I forget ex- specifically what. It's part of the song. Like he's shooting things, and then he's like, oh, and, yes. he, and there's it's still shooting because yeah. And then heaven forbid t- a cowboy not be shooting a gun. Yeah, and then they talk about a drought and how he brings rain from California, and that's what gave us the Gulf of Mexico. There's this whole section that's just like all of his tall tales. Yes, yeah. all the things he's done along the way. One of which and the Golden Hills. Uh, oh yeah, I like that one. Uh, the yeah, the Golden Hills have gold in them because what was it like bandits? Cattle rustlers. Cattle rustlers. That's why there's gold in them. Yeah, hills. they had gold teeth, and after uh, Pecos got done with them, all the gold went into the. They went after hills. his herd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which then, was one one cow. <laughs> then they go in. Yeah, then they go into the water. The scene you love when they're looking for water. Water. Yeah, water. and everything's dry as a bone and you're hearing the little uh calls for water and the sign that's like no water this way no water that way no (laughs) water here uh and then we get to the problematic scene well first he digs the rio grande uh Uh, yeah i like when he's projecting himself with his gun in the water yeah and moving along the water and the horse is on his shoulders i think at that point yes yeah uh so that was kind of fun but then we get into the problematic scene which we referred to briefly when we were talking about johnny appleseed so the native americans are painting one another and they're all bright they're doing colors a war dance. and they're doing a war dance and that's how the painted desert got its name well he just decides to shoot at him and chase yeah. him and they're because they're the way they're painting each other it's like a dance but they're sticking yeah. their hands and paint and slapping their like thighs and then the face of the guy across from which is kind of a cool little visual thing yeah but when then they're running all that paint's going which painted desert is very lovely but Unfortunately, this is the association. I think you said the same thing, Bree. You remember this part. Whenever I speak about the Painted Desert, this is a scene I think of. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if there's anything I remember about Pegas Bill, it's like, oh, I, I remember this scene. Because I painted rocks as a kid. Like, ooh, Painted Desert. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Uh, geez. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's quick. It's out. It did not age well, for yeah. sure. Uh, but, yeah, it is, a very br- it is a very brief moment. I will say that. Mm-hmm. They don't focus on it too long. I have a feeling when we get to Peter Pan, we're going to be very uncomfortable. Uh, But um, 
after that scene, he then is butting heads with Buffalo, and it basically, basically, he's just like causing a ruckus, kind of wherever he goes. He's, he's a menace. Yeah, yeah, he's getting into adventures of sorts. Uh, and then he sees a lady lassoing and riding a catfish, which is from the original story, and I love. Yeah. I love she's riding a giant catfish. What did he say? The first female woman he'd ever seen. But that's the yeah. thing about all these 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 big men stories and also like a lot of the disney things is they set up this world where there's no women so the first woman anyone sees is like gosh like jaw drops and eyes bug out like if you remember the the mccoys and the hatfields one like there's no women like in the beginning of that thing and then they see one and of course she looks like she was painted on the side of a bomber yeah so (laughs) it's similar it's similar with slow foot sue slew slew foot whatever that means uh, yeah. I can look it up while yeah, you guys keep going. Yeah, go right ahead. S-L-U-E. So then we see this whole sequence of Pecos Bill falling in love and kind of the eyes bulging and him, like, kind of being a fool. Uh, and then at the end, Widowmaker is crying because he realizes that, like, Pecos Bill is no longer really in love with him and, like, his best friend. Like, he's kind of found somebody to replace him with a little bit. It's Timon and Pumbaa when Simba is with Nala. Yeah, like, yeah. If he falls yes <laughs> the definition of slew foot having big clumsy or turned out feet oh my goodness that is Perfect. not a nice nickname nor is it a it representative it wasn't here. characteristic no, of yeah, her, she's not think. clumsy maybe in the original story she maybe had big she old was. feet maybe she was clumsy i don't know but yeah then we go to the the night falls and they're courting Every and time you say night falls, I think of Saludos Amigos. When the night falls, yeah. <laughs> Thud. Thud. The funniest joke in, in 11 movies, we, 10 movies we've seen. <laughs> so uh, the moon and the stars are out and the stars form hearts. And then eventually uh, it spells out, sweet Sue, I love you. And mm-hmm. they kiss and, that, and, you know. And the guns go off the on their own. And the guns go off while he's kissing her. And then. Uh, on Which I'm sure isn't a innuendo or anything. Uh, well, yeah, good point. Oh. <laughs> so then it's then it's their wedding day and Sue wants nothing more than to have a bustle. She like that's her dream on her wedding day is Ladies, to have a bustle. neither of you have ever worn a bustle, correct? I, I don't know. think anyone wears bustles anymore. No. There's I mean unless no. like you were in theater or something, but I've never worn one, no. Yes, I <laughs> What's the point just to make you learn you have a big old butt? I don't know. I mean, bustles are big in Cinderella. I know the stepsisters have the bustles, but listeners, I don't know if, if you any of you know it. know the purpose of a bustle, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, feel free to email us. Uh, but anyway, she is dead set on having this bustle, and then also wanting to ride Bill's horse, wanting mm-hmm. to ride Widowmaker. So Widowmaker is like in a rage and he's tied up by like 20 different cowboys and like they can't calm him down because he does not want her to ride him like no way no how and so she sits on Widowmaker and she's kind of smug because she's like I've got this she does great up until the bustle gets bouncing and then the bustle like she's powdering her nose and stuff on him and then the bustle starts bouncing while the horse is like kicking and bouncing and it bounces Widowmaker knew what he was doing what Widowmaker knew what he was doing (laughs) yeah and it bounces her around to where she shoots off of Widowmaker and just bounces down to the ground and then goes up to the heavens, essentially. She goes up, like, super high. Well, first, Pecos tries to save her exactly once. Yeah, he yeah. tries to lasso her once, and Widowmaker puts his his hoof on the rope, and that's why he doesn't get her. But I like that the, the, the narrators are like, no one knew how he missed, and then it's like Widowmaker whistling. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, he only tries once, and then he's like defeat it because usually he gets it in the first try, and he didn't. Darlin, I want you to know that if you're ever bouncing from the street to the moon, <laughs> I will try two, maybe three times to save you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Or at least call out to me or something. Ask if I'm okay. Like yeah. nobody's like asked. You want just... me to come up? You don't want me to save you. You want me to be out there with a sandwich? Yeah, they're just watching. <laughs> just watching her bounce and i do like the animation of like all the townspeople bounce just when she just bounces. kind of they're just standing they don't move at all they just go up and down yeah but yeah nobody nobody tries to help her bill's the only he one tries he tries to help once. her once yeah and that's and it. then like once once she's done bouncing it's like well oh well i guess she lives on the like, moon now yeah, right she stayed up at the <laughs> that's moon. a thing you that's can do thing. but we're not gonna go yeah they just assume she's up at the moon <laughs> And then it's like, then we're done with her. And then Bill is so sad. He goes back to the coyotes and he wails a cry at Sue every time there's a full moon. And the varmints all join in. And so that's why the coyotes howl at the moon. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say I really like this one. I know it's completely politically incorrect. <laughs> I know it's uh, it, part of it is is my love of like Texas. And, that's and your this, love of tall tales. Oh, and, and this mythology is just written a lot for me. Like so I loved it. I don't know. This may be a may have split vote this time. What do you guys think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. It was certainly probably the most exciting one. Um, it it was very fun. The most I I mean, as far as I didn't like Sue. I didn't like the characterization of that relationship. I I don't. I'm sounding like I'm being like real feministy up in here, but it just. Well, if if you want to know more about Sue, there's oh. a there's a, uh, a there's an anthology of stories and a, a little bit more of a modern one. I think it's called Chicks exclamation point, and I believe it's 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 Great. lady. Well, it's lady writers writing stories oh, okay. about that makes me feel lady characters. So this is. Instead of going to the moon, Slewfoot Sue bounces so high she comes down in Russia, and she ends up battling the Baba Yaga. I'm into that. Yes. I'm really into that. I want to remake I'm into, with yeah. that. I'll, I'll, Baba, I'll Yaga. For the, yeah. Baba Yaga. Well, I was having the headcanon that now she's on the moon and she's like living oh, it up with aliens well, or something. that's what I was yeah. thinking is I want this story because you like this John Carter of Mars only it's Slewfoot Sue in this like yeah. weird moon western. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would say before Slewfoot Sue... I, I kind of like how they're telling the tale and I like how we're learning about Pecos and like there are a lot of like fun little bits in it. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Slewfoot's how she's portrayed. I think you could she's redo it. She's a strong it. woman until like she is like very much like on her own. She's not given enough room to shine. There's not much about yeah. her. She's simply just the attraction of. of but yes. I think if they wrote another story because she's some got some weird story in her own right because she shows up on a catfish exactly she's she got seems some like an independent woman which is what i'm saying like she seems like she yeah. is independent somewhat. she she did a great job on Widowmaker until the bustle came in like they everyone goes wow i can't believe she's doing it she's yeah. the only other person who could ride Widowmaker, and then she lives on the moon now let's get a slew foot sue movie going <laughs> i'm into it i am into it someone rewrite this character yeah. she is ripe for yeah yeah i love it um let's go through the questions so i know we normally go through everyone but we're gonna do them kind of a little quicker and i think everyone so when i say something like how was the princess everyone go around and say one of the princesses they liked and why mm. so i'll let you go ahead because i think you guys know which princess i'm gonna pick 
Well, then you go first. I, I have to like go back through. I love Pecos Bill. He is a man out of time. <laughs> he is a problematic individual. But at the end of the day, he is the, the character I remember. He's he's potentially some of the reason we started this podcast. Because I was like, you haven't seen the Pecos Bill. We have to watch this. And I was like, well, let's. What are what if we watched all of these? Yeah, the things we haven't seen. So, uh, yeah. So I'll I'll at least give credit to Pecos Bill for that. I I'll have to go with Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> yeah, I really same. like Johnny. Bree, Bree, is that going to be yours too? Your favorite princess? Yeah. Uh, it's very humble. It's very like it has such. A if I message. were to identify with a character in this movie, it would probably be Johnny Appleseed. Agreed. Not to get more religious, guys, but you are preaching to the choir. I really enjoy Johnny <laughs> Appleseed too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who was your favorite prince in this? Prince being a love interest. You don't have a whole lot of choices. You don't have a whole lot Can of I choices. say the angel? <laughs> yeah, Johnny's we'll go with angel. that with Sidekick. I love that angel. Oh, okay, angel Sidekick, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, like he was, I love the idea of a grumpy, crotchety angel mm-hmm. that's just frustrated at his ward or whatever. Yeah, and it's but just like, like Johnny's so enamored with him. Yeah. yeah. I also really like the skunk, like the kind of opposite of flower who's like real timid this one was like yeah. oh did, but still didn't realize he was stinky which i love yeah um what about a villain do we really have a villain in this one the buoys the buoys <laughs> oh yeah the buoys were they were like Freaking. The, they were creepy and they were haunting and yeah i would say you could count them as a villain because that took that's where that one took a real dark turn was when he was banished agreed Let's yeah, I mean, they didn't do anything no, to him. They were just they creepy. they just were taunting him, which was bad enough. Yeah. Well, they felt like the trees from Snow White or Bongo. It's like the scary thing. That, yeah. Um, here's here's a big one we're looking for. What's everybody's favorite musical number? I think I'm going to have to go with Johnny Appleseed. The, the musical number? Oh, the musical number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, and I like the blame it on the samba too. But I think I really like I like the Lord has been, and again, the Lord has been good to me was nostalgic. The minute I heard it, it mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this takes me back to when I watched this one. So a little bit of his like sense memory for me. Brie, I think the one I remembered the most was the Pecos Bill song, and I liked I liked all the songs in Pecos Bill. I liked the Blue Shadows and. I liked the more exciting one. Um, yeah, I don't have them all written down. I, I really like that style of, like, the cowboys singing real low, and it's an acapella, like, story, like a ballad almost. Totally agree. I think that was my favorite, too, was Pecos Bill. I really, really like the Bumble Boogie one, though. Oh, yeah. That one, oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That one kind of came out of one. nowhere for me. Yeah, like, that I, was a really fun uh, adaptation of mm-hmm. the original piece. Uh, let's talk a little bit about does it hold up? First one always is female agency, and I think we're all going to agree. <laughs> I don't know. But that's not the case. <laughs> There's yeah. not a lot of female agency. Yeah. Like, probably the best female character was the mom coyote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, and... we tend to have really good mothers in these, but like... Yes, and um, in the Samba, she was fine. But she didn't have a lot of agency. She, she didn't was have fine. a lot of agency, no, but she was... She was literally she trapped was... in this strange bird. <laughs> I guess, yeah, she didn't alcohol have alcohol glass. Thought, you, your thing at the end, I forgot, Brie, was like, is is she his slave? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like she, they're, and now they're all his slaves, because yeah, they're they, all trapped yeah, in that's, his... Yeah, it's a much darker thing glass. when you realize, yeah. It's yeah, the, yeah. The, when the, the weirdo uh, bird the has got them all prisoners. Now I have three. Yeah. Yes. So maybe he's the villain. Yeah, maybe. Drinking and smoking. 
So obviously, yes. Pecos, yes, there is some. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. the drinking too, like with the cocktails and the samba, but that wasn't really them drinking as much as they were making drinks. But Pecos Bill, the cigarette actually didn't really bother me as much as like the the guns to me were way more noticeable than the cigarette was. The <laughs> and cigarette, we and we've seen a character whose last name is Pistoles. Yeah. The last, <laughs> the the only bit of the cigarette that you notice is when he rolls it on his tongue. Oh, it's part of the lines. He's like. They, yeah, they're focused he, yeah, on that. Yeah, there's lines of the song about how he's lighting a cigarette. Yeah, but other than that, and then I also noticed that Jose's cigar never puffs smoke. He has it in his mouth, but I didn't see there any. There was some. It was yes, at the beginning okay. when he's walking with Donald. There's a little falling, but Is it's there, not puffing. It's like a little Yeah, but it wasn't as line. prominent as in like Three Caballeros. Fair. And um, I feel like it happens more. So, mm-hmm. And I don't know that there was any smoke coming out of the cigarettes with Pecos, Bill. I don't know that I remember. Yeah, so but I do think it makes shooting and smoking. It was more about brandishing the cigarette than smoking it. Yes, yeah. Um, Ethnic representation. The Pecos Bill didn't do a very good job with Native Americans, and I think we're kind of—I don't think the term's whitewashing, but we're definitely fairy taleizing the relationship between white man and the the native americans yeah and, and as brie said like the rom- the romanticizing thank of the you that's story. yeah for. like you know i don't revisionist history i guess is another way and i don't know that it goes that far but it is it is like pointing out all the wonderful things that yeah. we came in and did without necessarily focusing on what yeah. maybe actually happened i'm interested because we were listening we're doing a disney puzzle and tara we both i, I don't know who put it on i don't know i'm worried about that but we're working on a disney puzzle and we put on a disney music and pocahontas stuff came on and i'm really looking forward to that one since disney kind of has a lot to make up for in the the indigenous american i i'll be interested watching it as an adult Mm -hmm. i loved it as a child i love all the music to it it's like i have a special place in my heart for it but i haven't seen it now that i'm an adult so it will be interesting peter pan i know i'm in for i'm in for it with peter pan and i know that but uh, yeah, Pocahontas, it'll be interesting. So the next one is Guns and Firearms. Yeah. <laughs> like, n- enough said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Pago yeah. Spill. I still compare everything. Well, Pinocchio, I guess, is more smoking than yeah. it is the guns. But, yeah. This is definitely short of the uh, Hillbilly cartoon from Make My Music. This is probably yes. the biggest the gun. The most gun play so far, seen. yeah. Um, okay, so... Oh, well, this question's not on here, but we do talk about it. Showing this to a kid, let you know, would a parent be able to turn this on and just leave it on and let a kid watch it? I don't think so. I think a kid would be interested in certain ones over yeah. others. Yeah, I think... These package films, I feel like, yeah, you can divide them up and you can you can throw ones in front of them and be fine. Mm-hmm. Pago Spill, I, I I don't know. I, I, I'm blinded. I can't tell you for, for sure, but bumble boogie i think you could throw blame it on the samba and they'd be fine yeah like, uh the johnny appleseed I the think. trees one if you need them to get to sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah don't show them the first one i mean with you, the ice skating you no know, we were talking about that earlier just don't yeah just skip that skip one skip it it's not good it's, not yeah lie. it's not it's not yeah there's there's nothing it's not interesting enough to try to, to waste the time on it yeah yeah so here's the big question do we put it up on our shelf or do you oh, throw it, lock it away in the vault? Tara. And those are your two choices. No, Ugh, I can't pick out individual <laughs> shorts that I like. Nope. I have to do it all as nope. a package. Even though as a child, I didn't see it as a package. Yes. Even though Brie, what would you do? 
As a package, I'm going to say no. I think yeah. the ones that I would like to keep um, don't have enough redeeming quality that would make me fight for them. Not that I'm trying to fight for them. It's not going on my IMDb. Is yeah. my thing. It's I not don't... going on my shelf. It's not going on shelf. You're locking it away in the vault. I'm putting, I'll watch I'm it once. It yeah. Tara doesn't have a vault, Brie. Tara has a drawer full of drawer. all the movies that she doesn't because watch. Because I don't like the vault. The vault to me is Song of the South is in the vault. And make my that. music. You put make my music in there, didn't you? I think I might have. <laughs> yeah, this is very much like a... I watched it, and I'm glad I watched it. But if I'm showing someone some Disney shorts or a Disney movie... This, this isn't anywhere near too. the first thing I'm going to pull out. Yeah. Well, guys, it is going up on my shelf I because of Pecos Bill. It's going right next to Three Caballeros. It's two movies that are problematic, but I love them. And, and so apparently Ryan and I have two Disney shelves in our home because my shelf looks different than Ryan's does now. So, well, guys, uh, we did it. Thank you, Bree, so much for being our first return guest. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for, for being here for us. Um. Any, I know we talked about it's probably the same plugs as last time. Anything else you want to plug, Nick? I guess sure, yeah. Got a Twitter for it. It's, Do you it's really, I, I looked it up since I mentioned it last time, and I'm like, oh, the name I gave was just like what you changed the title as. It's just Brienne and Trim on Twitter. <laughs> okay, at Brienne and Trim. Uh, check, yeah. out, check out her tree pictures. Uh, guys, we want to thank. Actually, I don't think I have any of those. <laughs> check out her art. Check out her art. Guys, we want to thank you as always for listening, and uh, please we we'll, we'll remind you to rate and review us if you can, and tell your friends about us, uh, so we can hopefully grow our fairy tale family. And uh, I believe next time is the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And that will be the last of our package films. All right, guys. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.